just got to a place where you don't really find balance, you find the rhythm. And a lot of times that's the journey of growing and excelling is not trying to balance all these things, but trying to find the rhythm of each season, what's required of me, and let me give that part of me most here. And another season, what's required of me, and is continue to evaluate what that season requires out of you and what rhythm you need to be producing in that season. You're about to listen to the best of TSP. This is a collection of content from workshops and conferences that we've done over the years because we want to help you grow and expand your business. So do me a favor, lean in, pay attention, and listen now. Hi, I'm Bianca Avery, and I just want to say that um, you just remind me of like when one door closes, another door opens. And the reason why I say that is because I had joined your group, right? Didn't find my man in there, but I do have one. He's Come amazing. On. Thank you, Jesus. So the door open. Right. So, <laughs> just want to throw that out there. So, my question for you is how do you balance your business and your ministry when they both are vital to you as a person? Yeah, so I would tell you my business is my ministry. And we just got to a place where you don't really find balance, you find the rhythm. And a lot of times that's the journey of growing and excelling is not trying to balance all these things, but trying to find the rhythm of each season, what's required of me, and let me give that part of me most here. And another season, what's required of me, and is continue to evaluate what that season requires out of you and what rhythm you need to be producing in that season. So really looking at it from a place of rhythms and not balance. Love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good morning, can y'all, yo, good morning everybody. I know y'all been wondering, who is this girl with this bonnet on at this convention? So allow me to introduce myself. My name is The Cindy Noir. I'm a social media influencer and business owner. This bonnet is my product, my brand, and my success. Um, I've earned over half a million followers on TikTok within the last year from wearing this bonnet. I've earned over 65,000 followers on Instagram within the last six months from wearing this bonnet. And I've also earned six figures in my business where I sell this bonnet within the last six months. And I haven't been selling these bonnets for a year yet. I take pride in my product. My question for you is, when you talk about pairing the familiar with the unfamiliar, I wear this bonnet everywhere. I'm pairing what you've seen, what you wear every night with not seeing it in public. But it's unconventional. So my question is, when you're, when you're unfamiliar, it's unconventional, how do you market it for people still wanna buy your product? That's a great question. I think for you, you already are doing something that's, like you said, unfamiliar. But at the same time, though, you are doing it for something that's familiar, which is protecting their hair. So I think you just got to continue to kind of know that you are still in a familiar space. But for a physical product, it is still finding the information or concept that is preventing people from doing the thing that they would do, which is why aren't they protecting their hair? Can you come up with a big idea or concept around why people should be protecting their hair? And then which leads them to, once they kind of educate themselves why they should protect their hair and not use other forms of methods or whatever they're using, maybe it's a, a scarf or a wrap, and like, hey, this is why you need to use a bonnet. So come back a layer. Stop thinking about your product and think about the mindset that they have that's stopping them from even doing, using your product. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, um, before we go over here, do we have anyone on Zoom? Oh, yeah, my bad. The, uh, where's Cecily at? What we call it? The uh, online the virtual, virtual creative, creative lounge. lounge. 
You got one, DeBoer? Not as, this time. Give okay, all right, perfect. And I did forget to mention this. We, I didn't get to finish my presentation, but if you would like to have access to a document that we created for our in-house students, this is our document that breaks down our cheat sheet for how to run ads, and it has our best performing ads and breaking those things down, showing you how to do it. You can get that right here, um, just doing the screenshot of that and, having, and going to the screen, uh, the website to get that later on. So pull your phone out. That's like a five to seven page document breaking down all the ads that we run and also explaining what those made, made, made those ads successful. Next question. Are you back, you back over here. Awesome, thank you so much for the information that you shared. It really resonated with me in a very profound way, so thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my name is Rachel Davis. I'm a relationship expert who is the founder and the creator of Demystifying Men University, as well as the author awesome. of the best-selling book, Demystifying Men. I am a wife who's also a relationship expert who helps women uh, have fruitful, passionate, love-filled relationships with men they desire and deserve from men who desire and deserve them. So my question to you is uh, with regards to putting the summit together. I've been trying to find individuals that I can collaborate with and have a successful summit within a relationship space. However, it seems as though folks are very leery and protective of having other individuals gain access to their people, their tribe, their followers. 100%. So how is it that you're able to bridge the gap to be able to create the collaboration to have a successful summit where folks can cross-pollinate? Your network is your net worth. And the biggest piece there is building quality relationships with people mm -hmm. and not just building relationships with them just to use them, but to actually be a value to them. So how can you, before you ask them for an ask, be a value to them? One of my things I teach my students, one thing I did for somebody to get them on my challenge was they came out with a book. I bought 500 copies of their book, and then I, sh and I gave it to all of my audiences, invited them on my podcast, before I then asked them to come on my online summit. Because now I was a person of value to them because I value their information, but also became a person of value by buying their content and giving it out to my audience for free, which now I became somebody on his list of people he should be paying attention to. So how can you get into somebody's world? Be, be of thinking, how can I be of value to them before I ask them for something? hope you enjoyed today's show. We drop new episodes every single week, so make sure you subscribe and turn on notifications. Enjoy the next episode.